turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you were with us earlier this week, you know the theme is the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of a civil new year for our people. It's the calendar that God uh, operates on. And for those who come from a Gentile background, I want to emphasize and underscore the fact that these are appointed times of the Lord. It's not just for Israel or for the Jewish people. It's for those who love the Holy One of Israel, the Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. And the practicing of these um, appointed times was given to Israel but it's so important for all who come from a Gentile background, who were born into a Christian home and have become believers in the Messiah, to understand what Jesus meant when he said, I have not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. So these appointed times have been fulfilled by the the Lord, except for One of those appointed times, which will be the end of the age. Which is called the Feast of Tabernacles, when there will be a great ingathering of all of God's people to worship and adore the Holy One of Israel, Jesus. So we spoke about the spring feast, which Juni said have been fulfilled. We're talking about the Feast of Trumpets the Yom Teruah, the sounding of the trumpet, and spoke about the fact that we need to be prepared to understand the meaning of this because the sounding of the trumpet, the final trumpet that will be sounded, will be heralding the return of the Lord. So we we are now looking at the first time the sound of the trumpet appeared in scriptures. I just want to read that portion of scripture from Exodus chapter 19 which was the first appearance, you might say, of God speaking to man, speaking to Moses when he gave him the law. Exodus 19, beginning at verse 10. The Lord also said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments 
and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And in verse 16 in Exodus 19 we read, So it came about on the third day, when it was morning, that there was thunder and lightning flashes, and a thick cloud upon the mountain, and the very loud trumpet sound, that's the first time we see that word trumpet, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And there's going to be a lot of trembling when the final trumpet sounds, but we are talking about what God said to Moses to tell the people, be consecrated and be ready. And we're speaking about that word to be ready. In Hebrew, it means kun. It means to be ready, to be established. And we want to look more at that word because we need, uh, can I say it this way, to have kun, uh, the established word of God in our hearts. We'd like to give examples today about what it means to be ready. And before we can make ourselves ready, Shelley, would you not agree that we need to sanctify ourselves Yes. or we need to be separated from things that are not of God that we would make ourselves ready? Junie, actually that's such a vital point because we cannot be ready until we are first consecrated. And briefly, consecrated means set apart for the purposes of God. Just as all the utensils in the temple were consecrated, they were only used to fulfill the purposes of God. And despite what you might be doing on a physical basis or for employment or taking care of the natural things, our prime purpose in this life is to be used to fulfill the purposes of God. And you know, Shelley, as you were talking, I was just thinking of having guests come to our home and if we had sterling silver, how we would clean it and prepare it to serve it, that it would shine. Yes. Or dishes that we would um, take them off the shelves and put them in our dishwa- dishwasher or put them in our sinks and wash them. Or stemware that's fragile glass, we would wash them and we would make them ready, how much more then should we prepare our hearts to make ourselves ready for the day of the Lord? It is so true. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to give many scriptures now, and we want you to just follow along with us, looking at this Hebrew word kun, which means, to, among other things, to be ready. And if you turn with us to Second Chronicles 29, this is when Hezekiah was going to restore temple worship in the land. All right, Second Chronicles 29, verses 35 and 36. So the service of the house was set in order. The word set in order is the Hebrew word kun. Then Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced that God had prepared, there's the word again, the people, since the events took place so suddenly. So Junie, I think it's obvious that one of the ways we can be prepared and established in the Lord is to be in a place of worship. We need to be worshiping God. And that's why the, the house of God was set in order. Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced that God had prepared the people since the events took place so suddenly. And it's interesting, Journey, because when we look at worship, it's a lot more than singing songs to God. In fact, the first time worship was mentioned in the Bible was when God called Abraham to sacrifice Isaac on Mount Moriah. And God preached the gospel to Abraham, the word says. He knew what the truth of the word was, and he also understood what resurrection was. 
And he told the men that went along with him and Isaac said, you stay here and wait and I and the lad will go up and worship the Lord. So we need to be a people who worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, which is a wonderful way of preparation for the sounding of the final trumpet. And worship, Shelley, is a bowing down before God. And when we think of worship, we, sing, we think of singing and worshiping, whether it's at home or in our car or at church. But truly being a people of worship is always bowing our hearts down before the Holy One, that He would be the one who would direct our ways, direct our steps, lead us and guide us. And we wouldn't do it for ourselves to get anything. But the purpose is because we know the Holy One and realize how much He loves us and wants to impart His life to us that we would always be in a condition, let me say, of worship, bowing down before the Lord and crying out to Him to um, live and obey Him. Amen. So again, that word says, so the service of the house was set in order. Our house has to be set in order. We have to be set in order that we would be prepared for the sounding of the trumpet. So this, we see this throughout so many of the Old Testament scriptures. Another scripture, Shelley, that shows how we can coon, be ready, is found in Psalm 119, verse 5. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Psalm 119, verse 5, and read with us. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. And that word directed is kun. It's like make yourself ready, directed. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. And Shelley it is impossible for us to keep God's statutes without knowing His ways Amen. and allowing His ways to direct us. Again, this is the best way to prepare for the end days and the sounding of the trumpet. We go on, let's look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. Ponder the path of your feet. And let all your ways be established. You know, Judy, that's similar to the one you read. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. And now God's admonition in Proverbs is ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. We don't establish our ways. We need to allow God to establish, to coon our ways. And then we would be a people prepared and strengthened in the Lord. As you were reading that scripture, Shelley, I thought of another scripture that exhorts us to examine ourselves to see if we are in the faith. That's right. And how do we examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith? Well, very practically speaking, is your life in the will of God? Have you desired to walk in His ways and not your own? Have you asked the Lord um, about your life? Did he direct you to do the things you're doing? Are you living for him or for yourself? Have you examined yourself lately to see if you are in the faith? Have you asked the Lord to reestablish you 
to be in his will, whatever that will might be for your life. And you know, Shelley, idolatry is not, um, how could I say, blatant all the time. We might have idols in our life, living our own way and directing our own path. For example, have you ever thought, Shelley, that there are things in life that you can't give up because you love them too much? whether it's a wife or a child or a job or um, something that you treasure. Uh, it could even be a religious thing, like people celebrating Christmas or going on vacations. That There's nothing blatantly wrong about that, or it doesn't, um, how could I say, uh, smell of idolatry in the natural sense. But spiritually speaking, have we really examined ourselves to see if we're in the faith, if all that we do, if all that we are is out of the spirit of worship, out of following the Lord and having him direct our steps and our ways and living for him and him alone. And we can come before him and, and say, Lord, if there's anything in my life that's not pleasing, Please, Lord, change it. Remove it. Teach me your ways that you might direct my steps. Lord, we pray that we would take the admonition for the first sounding of the trumpet and apply it in our lives for the soon coming final sounding of the trumpet, that we would be a consecrated people. Yes, Lord. Being ready and prepared and established and having our hearts directed to keep your statutes. Yes, Lord. My God, and let us become an effective witness in a lost and a dying world today by living such a life consecrated to you and ready for the final sounding of the trumpet. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box... 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 That's P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 And you can also contact them on their website ShellyAndJuneVolk.com That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com Until next time The Lord bless thee and keep thee The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.